Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Lab Podcast. How's everyone doing? Uh, not going to waste too much time here, man. I keep saying I'm going to keep these episodes short and then go longer than what I say. So I had to record <laughs> this beginning part again. But uh, welcome, guys, man. Welcome to the lab. You guys have arrived. Welcome to episode two of the lab mental. Uh, we're in May is Mental Health Awareness Month, man. So this is even more crucial. We're going to get into, man, our community and how they've affected us, man. So um, this how this episode is going to be the lab mental, uh, why we are who we are. Um, and it's very important man, that we get into it, man, because... I think it's important to talk about our upbringing and how we got to where we are. Um, so I don't want to waste too much time. I'm going to jump right into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. going to try to keep this under 20, 25 minutes. Um, wherever you are, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, um, like, follow, subscribe, leave a comment down below, add the lab on Instagram at the lab podcast SD. Uh, we're continuing to grow. The pod is growing some amazing things. We're talking about a lot more than just um, what's going on the pod there. Now we're going, we're getting into a lot of different things. Uh, next week, man, we got a lot of guests coming on. I got like four recording sessions this week, maybe five. <laughs> so I don't know how we're going to get them all out here, man, but it's maybe the last time I'm able to talk with you guys, just me for a little bit. So um, I love you guys, man. Continue to reach out to me. Man. I, I, I appreciate all the outpouring, the thank yous, the you're doing a great job. Please don't stop them, guys. I love them. It all means it all means so much to me. Um, I don't care how many people reach out. If, if all if if everyone reaches out to me, I wouldn't care, man. So I really appreciate it. I love every one of you. Thank you guys for being loyal and listening every single week, man. I can't I can't appreciate it enough. I really, really can't. But that's enough, man. We are mental health aware this month. So take care of yourself this month. Love yourself. Find some time today to do something that truly makes you happy. Um, but we're going to jump right into the episode, man. We're going to get into my story and why I believe I am to where I am today and how I've broken down some of those barriers in my mind. Then we'll get into the community and how they've directly affected us, man. So uh, let's jump into it, man. I love you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. See you in a few. All right, man, let's get into it. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about why I think I am and how I developed to be the person that I am today. Um, and I, we talked about this in the last episode and how I believe, you know, how I just I don't I don't I believe I've broken down all those barriers in my mind on what's normal, what's not normal. Um, what does society think? What does this person think? Because at one point in time. Let me just give you guys what I believed I wanted in my life. Um, so growing up, man, I grew up. I don't get too much of my childhood. We'll talk about my family later and that dysfunction. <laughs> but this is what I wanted, bro. I grew up in my in my biggest idol, and this is gonna be horrible in itself. <laughs> was uh was uh putting pop Bill Cosby, man. Pill popping Bill. Um, Bill Cosby, man. The Cosby Show was probably the most influential show over my life. I watched every episode every night. I used to watch Nick at Night, and I used to just sit up and watch uh, The Cosby Show. And I know I didn't want what my family was. I didn't love, I never really understood my family or didn't get along a lot with my brother, my family. It's just been, you know, we talked about it. It's just dysfunctional. So they were never my, what I looked up to. I always looked up to things on TV, things that I inspired or thought. That's what the world wanted you know, world saw us happiness, get married, have kids, um, get a job, you know, make as much money as you can, uh, make sure your wife doesn't have to work, 
um, you know, make sure you make sure you have enough money so your kids can go to college and, you know, all that stuff. Right. I just wanted to live the basic life, buy a house out in the suburbs, move out of Detroit, move out of Redford, you know, just find a nice place to live and, you know, and just live out the rest of my life. And that's all I wanted. I wanted to find me a job where I made good money, have me a wife, have me some kids and just enjoy my life. And that's, that's all I wanted. That's all. I, I didn't want anything else. I was like, that's and I just get And Once I get to that point, I'll be happy. I'll be good. I said that to myself. I said, all I need you to do is find those things and I'll be good. Now, don't get me wrong. I did this here in a all kind of backwards way. Like I didn't do it in the right. And I didn't get, you know, married at 18 and, you know, virgin, all that kind of stuff. And I was a Christian growing up. I didn't live that life. But that's, again, what I thought I wanted. So at the age of 20, uh, most people who know me, uh, I started popping babies out. <laughs> right. So I had two kids uh, by the age of uh, 21. And so I'm like, OK, well, I have a woman that I really like. I have uh, two kids. I'm like, all right. It's time to do this. It's time to do this family thing. I'm like, it's time to settle down and do this. Right. Mind you, knowing my family, my mom, my, my, my supposed stepdad, no one in my family has ever sat down and actually talked to me about marriage ever. Right. Even even going back before that, no one in my family ever sat down and actually talked about going to college until my senior year of until my senior year of high school. Like the last few months was when I actually started talking about, oh, do you want to go to college? Is it a thing? And like, what's your plan? Uh, as if I needed to have a whole plan for my life. <laughs> but anyway, um, moving, moving back forward. So I had my kids before 21 and now I'm like, I'm settled down. I got a great job at Quicken Loans. I'm making really good money. Um, this is the life, right? Like all I need to do now is just start saving money to buy a house, right? Move out to the suburbs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to be good. I got, I got, I got, I got my woman. I got my kids. I got everything. And I'm like, it's all I need. I'm good. And as I was living that life, man, every day, I felt like a chunk of me was just being lost. Cause I was just, I was just, I was just falling slave to what I thought and what the expectations were. Expectations are to get married, settle down, get a good job, have kids. You're already, your son, you already got kids, but you already have kids by two different women so you already got that against you right <laughs> now you need to settle down do the right thing all my friends this time were all christian all of them they were i'm talking about i don't want to i don't want to be offending anyone that say they're christian i'm talking about actual religious christians i'm talking about devout christians to where we have bible study every single week um they were all married at very young age. I'm talking 18, 19, 20. They're all married at young ages. One wanted to be a pastor. I wanted to become a pastor. Um, all these different type of things. Just because of my upbringing, right? I grew up in the church. I grew, I grew up watching the Cosby Show. Hey, got to go to church, do these things, live a good life. Get, get, you know, again, just trying to live that perfect life. And it's a, I don't know, man. It was about a year and a half into that perfect life. Where I was like, and I was like, man, I don't like this shit. <laughs> and then I just started slowly but surely going out more, hanging out more, not coming home. I'm paying the bills. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? Uh, being short, you know, being angry and then just not I'm like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Leave me alone. I'm paying the bills. Right. I'm I may I got good. I'm making good money. Now, if I want to go out on the weekend, leave me alone. Like that was like that was my philosophy. I didn't cheat or anything like that, but I would go out and I just because I just hated my life. I'm not gonna hold you guys up. I hated my life. I hated getting up every day, going to work for the man, and him forcing me to get on the phone every day to sell these fucking loans to people that don't really want them. And 
to come home into that, you know, to a home setting that, you know, wasn't comfortable. You know, we never sat down and actually discussed how the marriage and how things should actually go and what the process should be and how we saw marriage. Like I never, no one ever taught me those things. No one ever said that these are the conversations you need to have. But once I got her pregnant, all my friends, all my family said, oh, yeah, you should go and get married. You need to marry her. You got to get married because it's just the right thing to do. They all said that. Right. But none of them gave me a lowdown on. Hey, um, this is what you need to look for before you marry her. Or these are these are these are the things you should do or not do or things you guys need to talk about or the things that you guys need to make sure is established. Right. And I'm saying all this to get back to this, man. I had this perception of what the world expected, right? The American dream, right? And what the Cosby show had shown me and have a bunch of kids, get a good job. Everything's going to be fine. That's the life. That's the good life. And I just started spiraling. I started, I started drinking. I started, uh, I didn't start smoking yet, but I just started, I just started hating everything. And it got to a point, man, where obviously at that point, you know, your, your relationship, your family is going to fall apart. And I think we've all seen that throughout history. Let's let's look back. Right. We all know the biggest complaint from women are that men are not men are not present. Men are not taking care of their husbands. The numbers are men are not taking care of their, their wives. Men are not taking care of their children. They're working. They're grinding. Right. Then they go out with their friends on the weekend Then they come home. They drink a beer and they go to sleep and they go out the next day and they come home. Right. There's no emotion. Right. That dude is just clocking in every day and clocking out he's going through and i was in that cycle and it's crazy now that i look back on every old show and every old relationship every person that i know that lived a life like that i look back and i say are they truly happy because most of those people didn't travel a lot they didn't get to start their own business they didn't get to go out and 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 just try something and fail right because they worked the same plant job they worked the same. They worked at the same uh, doctor's office. They worked at the same um, school for 30, 40, that for 30 years. And then they retired making the same amount of money every single year with, you know, not accounting for inflation, a little bit of incre- increases in there for the for the majority of that time. Like there was no moving around, elevating yourself, starting businesses. Right. And we saw that men. Right. And I'm not trying to justify men, how horrible men have been in the past. Um, But women, obviously, divorce rate is high for a reason. Right. It's because of the previous generation that starts saying this is awful. (laughs) Right. Like the way that we think and we see happiness to think the way we think and we see love and marriage is not even real. Like we're all like, again, like I keep saying and we're going to get into this on another podcast. Everyone's talking about I need a man that can pay all the bills. Okay. If he can pay all the bills and then he doesn't take care of you emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, does any of that matter? Right. And then like, and don't get me wrong. You want a man that's secure. You can be able to do things to take care of himself. But my point is there's more to, to relationships than that. Cause there are some women that want to be bosses out here. There are women that want to own companies, take over and she can still have her kid and have her family. And as a man, I don't have to say I have to be a, a I don't have to be a at-home husband or I can go out and still do my thing, right? And I feel like women should be able to do the same thing or have the same expectation. Like we should all be out here having our own expectation of what we want. And 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 now and I'll bring this a little forehead, we'll wrap this up on my little story here on just how I hate society and how society has formed me. And it was a couple years ago, man. 
where I just said, man, I'm done. I got off social media that I'm done living off of what everybody else wants me to do. I don't care what everyone see, else sees as a good job. Because if I if you see me thinking I have a good job and then I'm pushing myself to suicide, does that even really matter? If you think I'm doing good because I have a good job and my family's living on the same roof, but then we're in the house arguing, fighting, and no one's happy and kids aren't growing up happy, is anyone going to come and say, oh, well, I'm sorry. Well, I gave you the bad advice. Let me help you. No, they're not. If, they, if everyone supports you getting married to a certain dude or a certain woman and then that man or woman is abusive to you, they're not going to apologize and, and start looking. And, and, no, they're not. Because everyone's giving you their perception of happiness, whether that was forced upon them or what they settled on. And I believe, man, we got to stop that. Like when you, when you talk to your parents. They're giving you from there. Most parents, I'm not, I'm not some, 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 there are some amazing parents out there, but most parents are trying to mold you in a certain specific way and not just in the, not just be a good person, but they want you to go and go to college and go do this specific thing and get married and do this and all this kind of stuff on their timeline. But guess what? This isn't 1932. I don't have to have kids by 30. Because guess what? I can freeze my eggs. I can freeze my sperm. I can do all. I can have a vasectomy and get it reversed. Guess what? As a woman, there are more opportunities for me. I can do whatever I want. As a black man, there are more opportunities than 40, 50 years ago. I can do whatever I want. I don't live by these guidelines that I grew up in anymore. I now, at this point in my life, I only see success as I see it. Even on my social media, I don't post. I post things that my kids do well. I don't post my individual successes like that because it's like, why is my success? Why does anyone else need to be up on it or aware of it? Or why do I need to ha have someone else think that this is the standard for success? There's so many. My standard for success is based off of if I if I when I lay down at the end of the night, was I happy? Did, I, did, did I make someone else's life happy? Did I smile that day? Did I laugh that day? I went so many days at Quicken Loans, not laughing, not smiling, not having joy. But everyone thought I was just so, so successful. Sonny, you're doing great. And when I left Quicken, everyone in my family shit on me. Every single person. You're leaving Quicken Loans? Why? What are you going to do now? Mind you, when I went to Quicken Loans, everyone said, you're taking a commission-based job? What are you going to do if you don't make any money, Sonny? That was, that's what everyone said. You're taking a commission-based job. How are you going to make any money? What if you don't sell anything? And then when I left that job, making more money than everyone else in my family, they wanted to question why I was doing that. After they all doubted me when I started and then depended on me when I had it. Because they knew... I wasn't gonna be giving it to them anymore because I knew because they saw that my relationship with them had changed, and we'll get into next in our community and our family and how they and how they formed us. But my whole point and what I want to get in this poor thing is that I now I there is no timeline on how much money I need to have. There's no timeline on when I need to be married or when I need to have kids or what or whatever I want to do. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do whenever you want to do it, whenever you want to. And that's real. And, and, and I hope people get that. 
and I hope people truly understand that. And that you can, the, the, your idea of success is based, you need to create your own idea of success. And that's what we're going to get into after a little short break. All right, man, let's get into it. Uh, so I don't want to. So we're going to get into this here, man. First, before we start, uh, we're going to get into family, friends, our community, hell, our zip code, <laughs> kind of where we grew up and how it affects us. But um, I do want to get into this here really quickly. I, I, I'm not, I don't when I, Anytime we talk about these things, I'm not blaming anyone for anything. Let me say that first, because just as much as I've been influenced, so as the people that are influencing us, they've been influenced as well. Um, so before we get into this, man, I'm not it's not a bad session on anyone on any particular group because we've all been influenced. And this is more of a conversation just for us all to be like, hey, let's take a step back. Let's take an outside view and understand, you know, how society can affect all of us. Because, yes, although the people in my life have affected me, I've affected people and vice versa and so on and so forth. So um, let me just get that out of the yeah, I don't blame anyone for anything I've done. My mistakes all been on me. We all know we got, you know, we make our own decisions, plain and simple. But um, let's get into it. So I know the big thing here, um, like for me, you know, obviously your family, when we come out, your communities is the, is, the, is the biggest one. That's the one that's kind of right there in your face all the time. They're, you know, constantly, you know, they're the ones that have the biggest influence on you, the ones you see every single day. Um, so I'll say this, just imagine you grew up not in the household you lived in, right? And now that's don't even say in America. Let's say you grew up in some, and let's say you grew up in Asia, right? First of all, some of us have more than one sibling, not allowed in, in, certain, in China and certain places like that. So just already, right? So, you know, at the max, right? Living in America versus living in another country like somewhere like China, our family, one, can only be so big. I can't have eight brothers and sisters, can't have six brothers and sisters living on the, like that's just not a thing. So one, right? That one small change in regards to how many how many children people are allowed to have can make a huge impact on one, how big your family is, and how you know, just everything, how much money your family can make. So that already as an influence, right? Just from culturally where you where you live at. Where you grew up at has nothing to do with race, anything. This is you living in America versus in Asia can limit how many children you can have and how many other things off of that can have an impact on you for the rest of your life. Right. Like, for instance, the one of the mother, my one of the mother of my children, she has eight brothers and sisters. She's used to family dinners. Everybody coming together. Like everyone, like, you know, I don't care what everybody got going on. We need to have like 30 people in this house. <laughs> like That's what she's accustomed to. Versus me, on the other hand, like I'm, for Thanksgiving, man, I'm cool just being me and my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but again, she's accustomed to bigger things. I'm accustomed to smaller things. I have some friends of mine who are like, man, I spend Thanksgiving. I spend Christmas. I spend that stuff alone. <laughs> like, I don't do it with anyone. Like, you know what I mean? I have some people that don't celebrate it. Right. So my point is already just natural. We all know we live by different rules and everything else. So let's go to a to a to even to a much more uh, micro level with our individual families. Right. So with our individual families. Right. They all tell us. They're all influencing us one way or the other because we see them 
and how they're living. And we say one or two things. Either we want that or I don't want that at all. <laughs> right. Like like so, you know, usually you're picking things from that what you want. And at the point and then when you're picking those things, you don't know what's good and what's bad. You don't know what's healthy for you, what's not healthy for you. You don't know how that's going to affect the person that you're going to be with. I tell people all the time, like when women say, well, my, my father did this. OK, that's great. Your father did all those things for you. Your father, at the same time, does not come to you and open up emotionally about the things that are going on with him. <laughs> OK, your father is not worried about making sure you are sexually attracted to him. OK, so there are different levels in what you're looking for one out of a father than what you should be looking for out of a husband. Or you say, well, my father did this for my mom. Are you your mom? Are you and your mom the same person? Do you have the same goals, the same ambitions, the same life path? Because if so, you're again, you're starting to, you're starting to build a picture of someone based off of, again, what you see, right? Even other people are like, well, Sonny, maybe you lose me a little bit here. Again, what if you had different sets of parents? Think about the parents of your best friend or the parents of one of your close friends. Just switch them and how different their parents are. And if they and if they raised you and if vice versa, you would not be the same person that you are. You'd be completely different. Because they influence you in a different way. Right. So let me so let me say this, man. I know I'm probably losing a couple of people. Um, I said to say this. My point is we all have to take a step back and think about why am I doing things the way that I do them? Am I building this perception of someone, one, fairly and because it's truly what I want or because I've seen someone else go through something I don't want to go through it, maybe, or because I've been trained this way? Like, why, why am I doing it? That's what therapy, I think, is really about for me. Therapy taught me more than anything. Why am I reacting to this? Right. Like, I know so many people that just I like I used to be I used to, I used to blow up and get up. So people just really, really quick and be mad. And I'm, like, no, I'm pissed. I got nothing to say to you, bro. I'm mad. And you can't talk to me. But that's not who I am anymore. Because I don't let people have... I, I realize that certain conversations trigger me. Certain things that people say trigger me. But now that I know what they are, I can be aware of them. And then now my mind is more open. Right? Like, for instance, one of my triggers is... Like, I have abandonment issues in relationships. Like, I've been abandoned by everyone. <laughs> my mom, my, my biological father, my stepfather, my grandma, everyone in my family... Um, Friends, everyone, not all my friends, but a lot of my friends, I've, I've been abandoned by everyone in my, in, you know, at some point, at some point in time. So like my thing for me is like, once you show that you like, I'm one of those guys. So once you show that you're in, I'm in. But once you start giving me a little, I might be out. Hey, that's, that's triggering for me. <laughs> and that's not triggering for me to where I might blow up and be mad, but I'm going to pull the F back. Okay. I'm going to pull all the way back. And I had to, and it took me to learning that to now I have to, now I'm now and I'm in a relationship where I'm dating someone say, Hey, look, I'm checking in. Are you still interested in this? Because I'm at that point where I might be pulling out because I don't know where you are or you seem indecisive or you seem like this. Right. But if I didn't go and learn that trigger, I wouldn't be able to get over it. I'll just be letting women come in and out of my life. I'm not understanding why they're leaving. Let, you know, not understanding why I don't have these long lasting relationships, because every time someone shows a little slide of abandoning me, I'm out. Right. But if I didn't go and learn, OK, but again, that that started with my childhood, and how my mom, my stepdad, my biological father, 
my grandma, or everyone. Like, I, I got that. Okay, I, I started those traits from them. But if I never had been abandoned by them, I never felt abandoned. The word is more felt because the feeling is more the thing, right? I would have never had that trigger in the first place. Right? Like, that's the crazy thing. And I think that's what I'm saying to where people around you influence everything. And once you can learn with how they influence you and then take a step back and be like, damn, okay, let me work on that. You know, I do see that when I get in a relationship, I do kind of jump head first in unhealthily. Like maybe I do need to take a take some steps and slow down. Why am I jumping into a relationship? Is it because I'm scared of people losing me or because I, I'm trying to replace someone? Like there's, there's, there's a why behind why you're doing it. And I want people to take a step back, man, and be like, damn, why, why am I blowing up? <laughs> like, why am I going on this sex rager? Right. And I will say this, man. Hopefully, I know Eddie listens most episodes, man. Hope you listen. Like my friend Eddie, uh, I told you guys, me and Eddie, we hit the town. He was Eddie, Eddie. I love Eddie. Okay, Eddie, Eddie, me and Eddie was my guy. He's the friend I was hanging out with when, and everything. Anyway, um, <laughs> I love you, Eddie, my guy, my brother, man. Um, but at one point, man, when I was unhappy at Quicken Loans, this is even after I had been, I was living by myself, uh, I wasn't with the woman anymore. At one point, I was still unhappy at Quicken Loans. I was drinking heavily. I'm talking every day. I would come home by myself, and I would bring Jack and Jim. And I would just take shots and just go to sleep. And then one day, uh, I would just talk to my friend, and my, and Eddie's like, "Yeah, bro, that's not okay." And I stopped and like, "Damn, if he's telling me that, maybe something's not okay. Like, you shouldn't go home drinking." And at that day, I stopped drinking. I don't have. I'm not an alcoholic or anything. But at that day, I stopped drinking at home by myself. I'm like, "Okay, no, I'm, I'm stopping. Like, that's not a, like, clearly that's not a normal thing to do, right?" But and I got that from, I saw people, friends, married people, they would get off work, go get a beer, get off work, sit down, relax, take, take the edge off, get off work. You know what I mean? And that was their thing when they got off work. I'm like, that's got to be a way to relax, right? Not knowing that I'm creating a very unhealthy habit of drinking, <laughs> right? But thank God my friend Eddie and me have me, me, me and him just talking. He's like, yeah, bro, that's not cool. And me paying attention to it. And now saying, oh, I got to work on that. Let me stop that. Was huge. Right. So my whole point is, man, but I could talk. But then I'll say that, too. I could talk to some other friends and they were like, oh, you just me, too, bro. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, that's dope. No. (laughs) Right. The people around you influence everything around you, whether that be good or bad. So I say all this to say this, man. Go back and reprogram your mind. Go back and think about why am I doing these things? Go to therapy and figure out what are my triggers? Why am I going left instead of going right? Why am I zigging instead of zagging? Why am I ducking here? Why am I scared to go out here? Why am I scared to do that? And I guarantee the root of it is somewhere that you're going to hate. <laughs> and you're going to be like, damn, I got to fix that. Because that's what I, I realized. The root of a lot of my problems are from childhood and everything else. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want nobody to be influencing me like that. All my own decisions. I want to find my own happiness. I want to identify with myself where I want to be and what is success. Because unfortunately, man, the things that I'm doing in my life, no one else has ever done. No one's ever lived my path and no one ever will. No one will ever live your path. I can't live your path. No one else can live your path. They can't tell you what's going to make you happy. 
They can't tell you what's going to make you sad. Only you can. So I need, so you and I, we have to build our own idea of happiness and what we want of success. Because since the day we were born, people have been taking over us. Whether we wanted them to or not. It's not that we're older. We, we, have, we have our own ambition, our own mind. We have time still to go back and make our own path and be happy. So I think we all need to do that starting today. That's all I got for you guys, man. Um, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, man. Uh, so take care of yourself. I know I say it all the time. Go, go to therapy. Start something this month, mental health-wise, that you've been scared to do. Whether that's go start talking to a friend that's been reaching out to you, that's been asking how you've been doing. Whether that's going to therapy. Whether that's taking 30 minutes. I was talking to my friend Cyrus yesterday, and he said, you know what? Just take 30 minutes a day to do something for you. And then every day, just add a few minutes. Add five minutes a day to that 30 minutes. Whether that's taking up a new hobby, something that you want to do, whether that's playing a video game or going to hang out with a friend or talking on the phone to someone that you just don't talk to enough. Just take 30 minutes, start with 30 minutes a day of something that makes you truly happy and do it. And then add a five minutes a day. And that's all I ask of you guys this week, man. Um, so as always, man, I love you guys. Uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, man. So as always, take care of yourself and love yourself.